Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you again today. Thank you so much to all of our listeners, continued and new. Uh, We are very much in a time of transition and transformation in business growth and marketing for many companies. That's why I'm very fortunate to have a guest today from that digital space, Keith Steckler, who's the VP and Group Director of Digital at Marketing USA. And, or is it MKTG? It is. Yes, that is a test. It is MKTG. Andrew, what's happening, man? Thanks for having me on. Well, I just barely passed the test. So no problem. Thank you for joining us. I wanted to spell that out for our listeners. It is capital MKTG USA. So as the VP and group director of digital, what does that look like for you? Just talk a little bit about a day in the life uh, of of working on projects like that for the company that you do. And then we're going to transition, of course, into our transformational time in in digital advertising. And we'll, we'll dig a little bit deeper into that. But give us a little bit of your background and just sort of tell us what you're all about. Sure. So MKTG is a experiential agency. We put on events and in-person things that expose you to brands. Um, What I do specifically is more focused in social and content. We do a lot in the um, sports and entertainment space. And so um, I'm based in Connecticut where one of our offices is. And the uh, focus of that office is sports uh, partnerships, sponsorships, and, um, sports marketing. So it's, uh, it's fun as somebody to, you know, who's always been interested and such a fan of sports to finally be working in some capacity of sports. But, um, majority of what we do day in and day out is rooted in social. We do get into websites and apps and all that fun stuff, but, uh, for the most part, it's content and social. Excellent. Um, yeah. So as the content person here and who has done social at Sticker Giant, uh, it's a very engaging space and it's fun. We get to be the voice of a single brand uh, in what we do, but um, you obviously are representing multiple clients. Um, so you mentioned events and sports. That's actually a, almost a perfect segue into this transformational time. Uh, our events business that we sponsor and do in kinds and, and locally, you know, obviously is, doesn't exist. Right. So how can brands in this time pivot to, to create these experiences that the customers actually do, I think, miss a lot right now? Yeah, they do. I think uh, in general, we've seen the bar is pretty low in content. I think people are paying attention to stuff they probably wouldn't normally. Uh, the, the joke all over social is how everybody on Instagram is just going live and I think pre-COVID, a lot of people had no patience or time for that. And now everyone's like, oh, I'll I'll check that out. Um, Specifically in our space in sports, we're seeing a lot um, focused in esports and online and gaming. And, you know, I think prior to the pandemic, people were dipping their toe into it. I think a lot of more brands and and companies are, are focusing more time and attention there. And we're seeing 
the NBA play 2K. Uh, their players are getting involved in tournaments and we do a lot of motorsports and racing. Yeah, that's uh, wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the guys playing games is the game right, right now. Right. I mean, and people are interested in it. Um, look at kind of blows my mind. <laughs> the the viewership of ESPN's broadcast of of the horse tournament. I mean, I think it's all everyone's craving live sports or some type of competition right now. Um, and we'll see how long this stuff lasts. But right now, and and you know, sixteen million, I think it was viewers of the NFL draft. So it's uh, you know, people are craving that that type of entertainment. But you know, back to your question, it really is pushing into. Um, you know, gaming and and digital solutions that potentially brands might have had on their radar, and now they've just been expediting it. So, for activating something like that, especially like whether it's NBA players on their couch playing games or a virtual draft, um, th- those are sort of there, right? The draft is already on the calendar. How can a brand come up with something that's unique, especially like with South by Southwest, for instance, like canceling a huge festival that's so experiential and interactive. And I'm sure you've attended at some point in your career. Like when you do an activation there, like the project that I was working on, it's just so all about hype right on the street. And, and the street now is on Twitter, right? So how do you cast that net and, and get those preferred customers who might then influence, right? That's a really tough, I think, conundrum for brands. And I'm, I'm curious if you've seen uh, much talk around around that right now with events, especially. Yeah, it is It is tricky. I know um, you may have seen the whole uh, Couchella movement with, you know, Coachella, they ran the documentary. And, you know, there's a lot of things you could do there. You could do viewing parties. You can do second screen experiences. You can have talent from the uh, festival watch the documentary and and provide commentary on it. You could do an after party, quote unquote, where you're going live to uh, um, bands or houses or, you know, people are playing. We're seeing uh, individual members of bands from their respective homes stitched together on a Zoom if you, uh, or whatnot and play a song. So I know it's it's no excuse or, or replacement for the in-person experience. And nobody, I think, is trying to say that it is. But it certainly is a great form of entertainment in lieu of what's going on. Right. And I'm a, I'm a pretty big slash geeky fish fan. And, and the culture that they've created around both their live album experience that they just sort of recorded. It's not a live album, but like it was played live for everybody to sit around and get on Twitter and share and talk. And I mean, I'm still listening to it because of just trying to recapture that energy and moment, which it was, it's just a fun night. Right. And now they do all these Tuesday night sort of, you know, dinner and a movie things that are a lot of fun too. And they're just one band with a pretty built up, you know, brand longstanding equity in that property. So it's not hard for them to pull it off. One thing that we're, we're focused most on at sticker giant is not these big global brands, but more, you know, small businesses, right. Local, local businesses. And, and they're obviously having maybe the hardest time of all, although they have the most built-in audience of, of foot traffic and stuff like that, that they're trying to recapture or at least stay top of mind. But um, in, again, with, with the work that you've done with some of these, these bigger brands, because they're still at, sometimes at the end of the day, it might just be a local restaurant though, right? Even if it's an Applebee's, right? That's a local yeah. restaurant for the people that live there and how, you know, how to sort of stay in front of customers is, is the challenge right now. Yeah, I think, 
I think you have to be uh, adaptable. There is a small shopping center near me. I'm in uh, Connecticut, about an hour east of New York City. There's a small shopping center near me that has a deli, has a fresh pasta place, has a cheese place, and has a liquor store. And the liquor store was the first one to come out with big sandwich board signage, definitely well done, not handwritten, obviously got it printed, designed very well, curbside pickup, text this number, that kind of thing. And then what evolved over a week's time after that was they came out and said, we will deliver from the pasta place, we'll deliver from the cheese place, we'll deliver from the deli. So if you want to order um, a six pack or you want to order a bottle of something, you could also order pasta from the people within the shopping center. So um, I like to think they came to all these other businesses and sort of, you know, galvanized the uh, shopping center. But I, I love that. And I think that's a great example of you just have to think outside the proverbial box and say what will be resourceful, what will be helpful for people right now and provide it. And I hope a lot of this stuff stays. I don't know if that in particular will, but I think a lot of people are getting very used to this convenience of I pull up curbside and something comes out to me. And I have to think that that's going to stay given a lot of the consumers are um, had to get over the hump of ordering groceries on Instacart who never have before. And the things that are not second nature to them, it's going to be hard for them to go back. They love this convenience. So I hope a lot of this stays. Right, exactly. And and where we insert ourselves as a print print company who does labels and stickers is, can we get a label on your delivery? Can we seal something, especially, you know, there's statistics out there of how often food is opened before it's mm-hmm. delivered. So the, the, our sealing labels are, are like a fun new growth area of what we're seeing. But yeah, the convenience factor is interesting. And, and um, what we're tracking in that space too is just how um, well resilient some of these businesses are, like you said. Um, but with your specialty of mass gatherings, <laughs> which are, are going to be tough to execute going forward, there is also a return to quasi normalcy where we will have baseball, we will have football, you know, and and what will it look like for, for some of these bigger brands that again, it's like Coke needs to push Coca-Cola, right? Um, and that requires lots of consumers in one place, right? So how are we going to get, how, how, what kind of messaging will be, there be to start educating people and, and desensitizing them to that? Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like of yeah. being willing to go out in public, I guess, Decent, like reducing the anxiety of that. Yeah, I think it, it starts with, you know, uh, limiting capacity on things. I think there, there, to your point, there is a very real opportunity and likelihood that real sports um, continue, live sports continue. But in a capacity of there will be a lot of separation in the um, crowd. You won't be sitting directly next to somebody unless they're an immediate family member. I have to think there might be some type of barrier around them. And, um, you know, I think once once consumers understand that they are safe and um, we are taking measures and brands are taking measures, there's sanitizing measures. If there are um, some type of event where you go through a, um, a game or some type of um, installation, it will be limited by the amount of people that go into it, similarly to what's going now with um, supermarkets. You know, some some places like Trader Joe's, I know, are limiting um, customers at a certain point. I think it will take a lot of cues from that. Interesting. Um, I noticed that uh, on one of your, you know, social areas, as I was doing my research, that 
Um, you said you're a typeface admirer, as someone who loves typography himself. I'm a, I'm a huge nut for that. What is some of your favorite typefaces? Totally unrelated question. Just wanted to break it up. Yeah, it's it's not even that I am a nerd on this is the typeface I have to use. There are certain things I use to present. Um, it's more that I I like people that that spend the time and the attention to find one that works for them. There's a certain design aesthetic and time spent with it. And it's primarily focused around food. I just feel like if you're not spending the time to present yourself visually, uh, how am I to be convinced that you're spending the time in the kitchen to get the details right? Now that's interesting. Yeah. Cause we spent actually much of last year doing like a big brand voice brand, like standardizing, really trying to like make sure everything lined up, you know, like, and even like the logo on my hat, it's like, mm-hmm. what does our alternative font look like? This is not our actual type fit. You know what I mean? So we need to, uh, well, I think brands in general need to think a lot about that. That's good to hear that you uh, are looking for that. Cause I, I certainly do the same sort of thing in my life. Um, so what are you most actually looking forward to as we sort of end this time period? Because I'm on actually day 47 here of, of my, my sort of isolation and there are things that I'm looking forward to, but I'm, I'm very curious to see what different markets are looking at and what, especially just human beings are looking forward to. What are you looking forward to? I, I lost track of the days. I, I should, I should kind of get better at knowing how many days I've been isolated here, but just the, the stuff that we take for granted. I mean, I've been trying to take more walks. We've been trying, I have two small children, so we've been trying to get out and take rides in the car, even if the weather's not great. And, um, you know, I think I just miss the stuff that we probably all took for granted. Um, walking into a bar, getting a drink to kill some time or eating or, you know, going to some concerts or walking around. I mean, those are the things that we're, we're limited in, in doing and can't do these days. So you, you take those things for granted. But I don't have anything that I am, you know, at the top of my list. I can't wait to rush out and get back to this. It's just the whole overall sense of normalcy. And that's what I'm yearning to get back to. Yeah, I'm going to be getting a slice in my favorite spot, that's for sure. Um, and they have guitars in the wall, so, and they're customers, so it's always fun to just hang out with customers and, you know, I just appreciate those local pizza places more than anything. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I'm just, last sort of parting shot just for our audience, you know, you have a long uh, roster of companies and brands you've worked with. Um, have you seen anything interesting out there from any any? any kind of business other than like your local, like you said, you got the consortium of, of local shops who has sort of been um, on point with it. This, you know, there's many parodies out there of the, you know, we're here for you, right. Somber piano music advertising, you know, and we'll be there when you're ready for us kind of making sure people don't forget about certain companies, but who has been doing a good job right now, navigating these waters in your perspective? Yeah. I think any brand that's providing some type of utility, um, We've seen all the ones that are pivoting to create masks and think that's great. And those that are, you know, shutting down the t-shirts and the clothing to make, you know, things that are more important right now. Great. Um, the donations, um, only after they've already made one. So not with these many retweets, we'll donate, you know, make a donation up front and then say, in addition to, if you continue to use this hashtag, we'll donate more. That's great. I've seen a lot of that for, um, feeding America and things like that. And then I thought what um, what Verizon did over the course of a series of days in providing concerts and this pay it forward uh, campaign where they had uh, musicians live and they were donating and raising money and um, great. 
And uh, right now, I think Fanatics is leading it is this all in challenge, which, of course, has just gotten uh, exponentially bigger. But um, athletes and sports and, and all these types of personalities providing experiences that people can bid on and win and all the money or portions of the money are going to uh, COVID relief. So those are the things that I'm keeping an eye on because I think they are um, of huge value and importance and, and, you know, brands are spending their time in the right ways. Right on. Yeah. And you're very near, obviously one of the major population centers and, um, you know, best of luck to you and your family. I have kids too. And, you know, we're all going through this sort of thing in a similar fashion, no matter where you live. Um, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate your insight. Um, you know, again, this show is all about business growth and marketing and we're seeing both growth and constriction in various markets and opportunities for existing businesses to, you know, do their best. Right. I mean, there's no other way than just to say, this is what we got to do right now. Right. And, and uh, to keep, well, at least in our case, we're just trying to keep printing. Right. And right. Luckily that's happening right now. Um, best of luck with all your clients and everything. Take care of yourself. Thank you so much for joining us before uh, we let you go though. Can you just give a shout out to your company where to find your properties and where we can find you specifically on social media if people want to engage? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I spend most of my time. It's Keith S and, uh, everything else, my website and all that other stuff is on there. So the, the Twitter is the easiest given my last name is quite difficult. There you go. So that's on Twitter. It's just Keith K E I T H S pretty simple. You got yourself a nice, uh, early stage Twitter handle there, <laughs> uh, with, uh, with a simple branding. So, uh, right on. Um, we appreciate you and, uh, thank you so much for joining us and we'll be, uh, looking forward to maybe getting an update here when uh, things get back to it to see how businesses are responding as well in your space. So good luck with all the events and sports marketing and, uh, for tuning in today. As you know, every sticker has a story. Keith, the last question, what is your favorite sticker? Ooh, my favorite sticker. I, uh, I had some college businesses, quote unquote businesses that, uh, required stickers. And, uh, I always seem to find some of them lying around here. My parents just cleaned out a box of stuff, uh, during, uh, you know, this pandemic, they've had more time on their hands. So they're sending me all this old stuff that I was printing, uh, during college and, um, use you guys a number of times then. So, uh, that's why this, this whole conversation has been great. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Yes. We all can trace our first sticker, especially those of us at sticker giant. It's a big part of why we love what we do so much. Uh, well, right on my friend, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody else have a great week and we'll see you uh, next time on stickers on the mic. As like I said already, every sticker has a story. What's yours. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic. 